You're listening to episode 5 of the Henry Cejudo Experiment. Two weeks after he failed to win a medal at the World Championships, Henry was sitting in a conference room at USA Wrestling headquarters for his annual performance review. He was joined by coaches Terry Brands and Kevin Jackson. We do an evaluation. We met with the guys. We talked to them about what their plan was going this next year and what they needed to change, what they needed to improve. The main focus of Henry's review was his performance at the 2007 World Championships. Not getting the results at that World Championship, his first World Championship, created a little frustration because he wanted to win. I mean, he wanted to win. He, and, and he freaking worked his butt off. He worked, he worked as hard as anybody. You know, Terry, Terry trains him hard, you know, and so to not reap the rewards of all that hard work, you know, there's some um, disappointment there and there's some, there's some anger there. You know, you got to question everything. When you lose, you have to question everything, right? And so he delved into that question, right? Heading into that World Championships, Henry was one of the best conditioned athletes on the team. But Coach Jackson questioned his match tactics against the Iranian. So when he got beat, it was a little bit disappointing. At the same time, we just had to evaluate why that happened. And he made it real simple. I was out there trying to wear on the guy and get him tired before I was looking to get my technique off. And the guy never got tired. So I know that frustrated Henry a lot because I think he went out there with the mentality of, I'm just going to break the guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break him. And, and he recognized real soon that I can break guys with my talent, with my technique, with my skills. I don't have to break them just from a push and pull in, trying to get them tired, conditioning standpoint. Henry's brother, Angel Cejudo. I remember Henry's plan was, was kind of to like hit, move, hit, tire the guy out. A strategy some say was tied to his coach, Terry Brands. And I remember Henry being confused of what he was trying to translate what Terry was asking him to, to do. Where Henry was, I think he misinterpreted of like hitting the guy hard and tying him out and beating him up. That was a mistake. Here's Henry. None of this stuff really came from Terry. It was more of me so emotional to become the best in the world. Like, no, this is my shot. Like, this is it. That you just bring the fight, but you forget how to wrestle. Terry Brands also had some thoughts on Henry's performance at the Worlds. He was struck. He wasn't starstruck. He was just struck. You know, there's just those those things I talked about with acclimation. He didn't acclimate. That's what you're looking for. You're looking to be on. And when you're not on, you have to make yourself be on. And that's a skill. That's part of being the best in the world, being an Olympic champion, is you make the best of the thing that isn't the best. It's the best. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's what he didn't have. He didn't have that that pop. After an hour or so, the conference room cleared out and Henry went back to practice. Coach Jackson. I I felt good about what his thought process was moving into 2008. Um, And that was, let me be myself. Let me go out here and execute skills. Let me me just compete and wrestle and let my offense go um, and not try to just wear on the guy and push him around the mat. Let me score points. As Henry walked to the wrestling room, He had nine months until the Olympic trials. But deep down he knew that that loss at the 2007 Worlds forever changed him and his motivation for continuing to train. The motivation became different. It was more of not feeling that hurt, not feeling that pain of of losing, not feeling that pain again. But in the weeks after that meeting, Henry continued to struggle. He skipped the domestic slate of tournaments with a neck injury 
and then in December, flew to Russia for his first match since the World Championships. Well, I went there, and I wasn't even going to go to that tournament in, uh, in Moscow. I hurt my neck, and I was never got to pull out whether I was injured or not. I don't even know why I went to Russia. I was so fucking pissed, dude. With a nagging neck injury, Henry stepped on the mat and lost his first match to a wrestler from Turkey. I wrestled that Turkish guy. That dude would never beat me if I was on point. After that loss, Henry withdrew from the tournament and flew back to Colorado. A month later, he was back in Russia, this time for the Oregon tournament. After winning his first match, Henry advanced to the second round, where he had the seventh ranked wrestler in the world from Kazakhstan. Henry's brother Angel remembers that match. I think he got hit with a double chicken wing there. He goes, I remember going on my back. And I remember yelling at the ref, because the ref's getting ready to call me. He's yelling, no, 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 don't call it, no. But unfortunately for Henry, the ref did call that pin. Henry hadn't been pinned in years. And after that match, he found a corner of the arena and was at a loss for words. Fellow U.S. competitor Matt Azevedo was also at that tournament. It's hard to travel halfway across the country and lose your first match and be out. It's like, this sucks. Am I cut out for this? You know, you're, you're on those long airplane rides and you're, your head's going crazy and you're thinking, am I really cut out for this? By the time Henry landed in Colorado, it was late January and he hadn't won consecutive matches in over six months. Like, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I'm training with the best. I'm learning from the best and I'm just losing. Here's Angel. He was he just couldn't win. No matter what he did, he couldn't win. It seems like when you when you feel like you're so ready to win and, and it doesn't happen, and in your head I'm like, oh, I suck, or man, I don't know what it is, and there's nothing you could do for a while. Everything goes wrong. Unfortunately for Henry, his slump was coming at the worst possible time. And 18 days later, he drove to New Mexico for a dual meet. There was a duel that was set up for us to wrestle the Belarusians. That's Angel. He was also wrestling that night. And since the Cejudos had grown up in New Mexico, the promoter made Henry the first and last match. At 7 p.m. local time, Henry stepped on the mat. It was a good match. The guy was a two-time bronze medalist. It was a tight match. And Henry loses to this this, uh, Belarusian in New Mexico. As Henry walked past the bench, Angel took the mat and won his bout. 90 minutes later, Henry was handed his second loss of the night when he dropped another match to the Belarusian. After walking off the mat, he passed his coach, Doc Bennett. I was disappointed that he didn't have a better performance there than he did. And for folks who weren't there, like how did he wrestle in those two matches that night? I, I guess I would describe it we're wrestling to not lose rather than dominate. You know, one of Terry's biggest thing is don't just wrestle, dominate. After the gym cleared out, Henry boarded the van back to Colorado Springs. He had now lost five of his last six with the most important tournament of his life, the Olympic trials, just four months away. When Henry got back to Colorado Springs, he saw his mentor and surrogate father, Dave Hurtado. He was just tired and he said, I need a break, I need to get out. I need. I want to go back to Arizona. But uh, 
but it, it was a grind and he got, I think he just got to the point where, is it all worth it? He was so close to the end, but he couldn't see the end, if you will. The next day, shortly after Henry had turned 21, he did the unthinkable by asking his coaches for a week off. So then I talked to Kevin Jackson and Kevin says, no, go. You know what I mean? And I talked to Terry and I, I felt like Terry did it wasn't so fond of it. You know what I mean? Here's Terry. And I'm like, go ahead and go. You know, you're half in here anyway. Henry actually, he went and, you know, he left and went to train at an institution in this state for a week, thinking that he was going to go to college there. When Terry made that comment, we were sitting in his office in Iowa City. And the school he's referring to is Iowa State. Back in February of 2008, the head coach of the Cyclones was none other than Cale Sanderson. The first man in the history of athletic competition to go undefeated, Cale Sanderson. Known for being the only wrestler to win four NCAA titles while going undefeated, Cale was in his second year as head coach of Iowa State and had been following Henry for years. So that February, he extended an invite for Henry to train at Iowa State. And by the end of the night, Henry was on a plane headed for Ames, Iowa. Kel was, he was, a, he's, he's always saw something in me and it meant the world to me because this is Kel Sanderson, dude, four-time NCAA champ, Olympic champ. During their week together, Kale worked with Henry on setups to head outside singles. It showed me a whole different like dimension with, with like hand fighting. They bump it on the shoulders, little pump fakes here and there, moving of the head, just finding different ways to find ankles. It was a week that Henry would never forget. But then that time that I did have with Cal, it added a whole new style, a whole new flair. It, it literally took five days. After flying back to Colorado Springs, Henry was eager to show his brother Angel what he had learned. That week that he went with Cal Sanderson, Henry started to develop this little way of doing what Kel was asking, what he was, was learning. And I was telling him, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. He just stopped doing it because we don't have enough time to learn something new. At that time, the U.S. Open was just weeks away. And if Henry won it, he'd have an automatic buy to the finals of the Olympic trials. Here's Matt Azevedo, Henry's top threat to win the Open. To win the national championship in the Olympic year and be at the top of the heap, to be the number one seed, the number one guy going into the trials is huge. When Henry arrived in Vegas in early April, he was the two-time defending U.S. Open champion. And he was the odds-on favorite to win it a third time. As the tournament got started, Henry rolled through his first three opponents in advance of the finals where the number two seed, Matt Azevedo, was waiting. Even though Azevedo was 1-3 against Henry, that year, he had an ace up his sleeve. In the previous offseason, Matt had hired Sammy Henson to be his personal coach. The same Sammy Henson who beat Henry at the 2006 World Team Trials. As Azevedo and Henson worked together, they broke down film on Henry. What we took from the matches, he would go big a lot. He would go big, he would go for broke, and that is what made him, you know, dangerous. But 
we took the strategy of we're going to use that against him. On a Saturday night at the Las Vegas Convention Center, Henry and Azevedo stepped onto the mat for the U.S. Open Finals. First period was 0-0, went to the clinch, I took him down, and then he comes out second period, just guns a blazing, and kind of forces something, and just immediately jumped his hips in to flip me with a you know front headlock head pinch. As he took me through, I just bridged through real hard, locked around his waist, and then when we both came back, it was chest to chest, I had him right on his back, and my head had popped out, and, and he was flat. In the upset of the tournament, Henry was pinned by Matt Azevedo. Got stuck by a guy that I'd beaten several times. Losing that match meant that Henry would now have to win three matches at the Olympic trials just to make the finals. Now I'm back in the mini tournament at the Olympic trials. Now I gotta fight my way through again. And to make matters worse, one of the best wrestlers in the country at Henry's weight class announced that he was coming out of retirement. From Fresno State, this is Steve Abbas. The comeback with Steven Abbas was uh, was huge, you know. It was to me because Steven Abbas was the guy that I, I don't want to necessarily say I idled, but the guy I'm just like, man, poetry in motion. Steven Abbas was an Olympic silver medalist and three-time NCAA champion who had been the dominant 55-kilo wrestler before Henry came along. Here's Kevin Jackson. Abbas was the man. Abbas was the best in the world. His skill set, I match his skill set up against anybody in the world. Technically, he had it all. You could do it all. Daniel Cormier was Olympic teammates with Stephen Abbas. He was just phenomenal. Still to this day, possibly the best wrestler I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody like Abbas. Abbas just, he had it all, man. He was so fast. He was so gifted. He had eyes for wrestling like nothing I've ever seen. Henry's brother, Angel Cejudo. I mean, the guy was amazing. A lot of old-timers will tell you Stephen Abbas is my favorite wrestler. Henry loved the way Abbas, and, and I don't know if he looked up to him, but he liked his style of wrestling. The first time Henry watched Abbas wrestle, he was just a high schooler. And I remember when I watched Stephen Abbas, I was like, man, I want to wrestle just like this dude. If I thought Zeke Jones had a slick style, like this dude is a... Uh, He's Zeke Jones times 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in my eyes. Henry's coach asked if he wanted to meet Abbas. I wanted to meet him, but I was too timid. And still, that ego was kind of still in me. I wanted to meet him, but I didn't want to get to know him. Because I think one day I'll end up wrestling this guy. After earning a silver medal at the Athens Olympics, Stephen Abbas immediately set a goal to win Olympic gold at the 2008 Beijing Games. But over the next four years, as Henry was rising to prominence, a series of knee injuries threatened to put Abbas into retirement. For the longest time, I've always said that I was going to wrestle till my body gave out. You're hearing from Stephen Abbas. And that was really my first big injury. Mentally, I wasn't ready for that. Um, so I couldn't just quit. I just, I felt like it was an accident. There's no way that should have happened. And so I was in rehab for a year and a half. But after his comeback, he got back to his winning ways when he took out a world champion from Cuba. Here's Angel Cejudo again. And actually, Abbas had beat Yandro Quintana in Cerro Pelado tournament in Cuba. So Abbas is still high level. To USA Wrestling, Stephen Abbas's return was a welcome sign. The last time he wore a Team USA singlet, he took a silver medal at the Olympics. 
whereas the last time Henry represented Team USA, he finished 31st at the World Championships. So USA Wrestling invited Abbas to live at the Olympic Training Center and train alongside Henry. I had the opportunity to go back out to Colorado, so I did that, and I felt like if I was ever going to try to make that team again, that's where I had need to be. So I moved out there. And, and did you work out with Henry a lot? Uh, I, I did early in his career. Towards the end, uh, we didn't work out much. One match, we decided to wrestle. I remember that day. Actually, I, if I do remember the whole story, I remember Abbas calling me out. And then we were wrestling, and then I ended up shooting a high crotch on him. And I remember him cradling me. Yeah, I remember him cradling me. And uh, put me to my back and freaking pretty much stuck me. And I was just so pissed. But it was like the first match. So then Abbas and Henry wrestled a second match. And he shot a little single and laced me out of bounds like five times. I laced and I kept lacing. I wanted to show him like, you know what I mean? Literally going out of bounds like, come on, dude, stop lacing me. And so I, uh, I got up and left. You know, I was pretty upset about that. And then the next day, he calls me out again. <laughs> the ball's on this kid. He's like, what's up, Abbas? You want to go again? And then the next day, I called him out again. And that's when he said no. Like, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm all right. But, uh, no, I didn't work out with him too much. It was, that was the last time. Didn't feel like I needed to give him any more ammo or any more mental juice. Shortly after that workout, Stephen left the training center and decided to make final preparations for the trials off-site. But even with Abbas gone from the room, he wasn't far from Henry's mind. Here's Team USA head coach Kevin Jackson. Obviously, Terry likes to keep the focus just on the athlete and what he does well skill-wise and strengths and weaknesses, dealing with those things as opposed to worrying about what another guy does. But I know Henry, from a technical, tactical mind that Henry has, I'm sure he was tactically looking at uh, what that match is going to feel like and, and, and look like. By early June, the nation's best wrestlers were filing into Las Vegas for the biggest tournament of the year, the Olympic trials. And for Henry, despite having the worst season since he joined the OTC, where at one point he lost five of six matches, he had a clear path to making the Olympic team. If he won the trials, he was headed to Beijing. If not, he'd have to wait another four years for his chance at the Olympics. Here's Kevin Jackson. There's more stress and anxiety to making the team than actually being at Olympic Games. Because you don't get to go if you don't win the Olympic trials. Daniel Cormier. It's a very stressful situation. Of all the wrestlers in the entire country, seven guys get to go to the Olympics back then. At just 21 years old, this was Henry's first Olympic trials. It was the event that he'd been focused on all season. And his journey at the trials started on a Sunday morning, where Henry picked up wins in the quarters and semifinals before advancing to the finals, where, as predicted, Stephen Abbas awaited. To wrestling fans, it was a dream matchup, but most still predicted that Abbas would make the team. Here's Daniel Cormier. You know, I thought Abbas would obviously have the ability to outslick him, uh, rely on his experience to carry him over Henry. But Henry was already like starting to make a name for himself internationally, so he wasn't going to be an easy match. 
but I thought Steve might be able to rely on his experiences to carry him. Minutes before the finals, Team USA head coach Kevin Jackson was standing near the tunnel, knowing that whichever wrestler won would be his guy at 55 kilos at the Beijing Games. I felt good about the whole situation because I knew I was going to get a guy that was going to challenge for a gold medal out of one of those guys. At 6 p.m. that Sunday night, it was time for the finals. Henry stepped onto the mat for his first of potentially three matches with the great Stephen Abbas. I remember Stephen was trying to show off, taunt his leg out there that first match. After 90 seconds of wrestling, the first match came down to one final sequence. Here's Steven. I remember taking a shot, and we end up, at the very end of the match, he's in on a single leg, and I got this deep whizzer, tight, tight. And there's no way that I've ever lose this position. But I remember looking up and relaxing. Never, ever lost focus, ever like that. And relaxing, and he lift arm and took me down to win the match, to win the first match. That was how the first match ended. 45 minutes after winning match one, Henry was back on the mat for his second match against Abbas. If he won this one, he'd be on the Olympic team. Terry was in my corner. Terry, Terry was on me, dude. Like, hey, you know, this is, this is what it is. This is what we work for, stud. This is what we work for, a horse. Back to Stephen Abbas. The next match, I remember just feeling calm, almost like that first match was a fluke. That was my mentality, like he shouldn't even beat me. Like, that was my confidence going into that second match. During that second match, Henry changed his strategy. He went from focusing on leg attacks to being physical. Which was a wrong game plan, because I was just out there just to pretty much just like beat him up, push him, pull him. He ended up winning that match, and he, he got me pretty good. Henry's Olympic dream now came down to one match, match three. With just a few minutes until that match started, Henry was backstage warming up with his brother Angel standing a few feet away. You know, Henry took the first one, Abbas made the adjustments, wins the second one. And I'm like, okay, how do we, how do we get this last victory? And, th- and there's really no game plan other than stay aggressive, keep scoring, don't let him breathe. At 7.30 p.m., Abbas emerged from the tunnel and took the mat. Shortly after, Henry jumped onto the platform, ran a half circle, and walked to the center mat. Match three was on. The key for me to beat Steven Abel is to make him wrestle, make him for every point that he wants to score, he's gonna earn it. But the first period ended zero to zero. And during the clinch, Steven had Henry's leg in the air and was inches away from a takedown. He did everything to get my leg up there. All that stretching that I was doing at the Olympic training center, you know, kind of kind of paid dividends. Because even though he did get the takedown, like, he struggled. Like, he really worked for it. At this point, Henry had to win two straight periods to win the match. Any mistake, and he'd be off the team. And then the second period, I, uh, you know, I just put the heat, and I was like, no, I got to score. I got to go in. I got to just, I, I have to find different ways to score. Like, I have to take risks. Henry won the second period. And as he walked to the corner for his 30-second break, Coach Brands said the following. Keep getting your stuff off. You're, you're there. You're there. He's, fi- he's felt you. He's feeling you. He will continue to feel you. Make him feel your speed. You know, those things. Make him feel your quickness. 
disappear when you can and just boom, put him down. And when you get him, make sure you plant him. After Coach Brand's pep talk, Henry walked back to the center mat where one period remained. The winner of this two-minute period would be the U.S. Olympian at 55 kilos. By the time the third period hit, he was already, uh, I felt like he was already on skates. I was I was just barely getting started. Like, you know, if I had to go out there and score multiple points, then, then that's what I had to do, and that's exactly what I ended up doing. After a quick takedown to start the period, Henry led 1-0 with 90 seconds left. And then he went on the attack again. I had studied Stephen Abbott so much that I was at, that I actually hit him with his own shot, which is a swing single, which is you club with the right, you know, come come inside with the inside hand to eventually kind of you know catch angle to eventually take him down. As the third period went on, Abbas was nursing an injured knee, but Henry never relented. And in that third match, dude, like Stephen was taking timeouts. I was just barely getting started. Like, you know, if I had to go out there and score multiple points, then, then that's what I had to do. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. As the clock ticked down to zero, Henry dropped to his knees and began crying. To me at that time was like the most special time of my life. Angel was in Henry's corner, just a few feet away. All these years of wrestling, all these years of training, of ups and downs, now you're, you're, you're being put in a position to reach your goals and to bring back a gold medal for your country. I mean, it's the highest honor you could do. As Henry kneeled on the mat crying, Angel jumped on the stage and ran towards his brother. Make the Olympic team. My brother Angel ends up picking me up. I'll never forget it. Uh, Terry Brand shakes my hand. He's like, he like slaps it. He's like, yes. After Angel carried his brother around the mat, Henry walked to the center to shake Stephen Abbas's hand. It was an epic match. I think uh, I think Stephen Abbas probably didn't like me, but I think deep down inside, like he respected me, like he knew how he knew the hard work that I put in. Abbas returned the favor by hugging Henry and raising his hand. To me, it's one of the best trilogies in Olympic trial history. As Henry ran off the mat and into the tunnel. He passed Kevin Jackson, who now knew who would be wrestling 55 kilos for Team USA at the Beijing Olympics. And so after that, I was like, okay, Henry's beat, beat the guy. You know, he beat the guy, even though the guy was a little bit dinged. Uh, he beat the guy. He's, he's ready. He's capable. He's capable of being an Olympic champion now. He's capable of going to get the medal. A few minutes later, Henry was backstage celebrating with Angel when Terry walked up. And I remember going up to Terry, and I'm just like, Terry. <laughs> and I remember going up to Terry and saying, hey, Terry, Terry, we did it. And all that, he looks at me, he's like, what do you mean we did it? Bah! He freaking slaps me, dude. And then he slaps me again. And I just kind of just stood there and just like looked at him. And he's like, listen, being an Olympian, you're only a qualifier. He's like, that's not the ghost, stud. And he just walks off. Thanks for listening to episode five of the Henry Cejudo Experiment, a six-part series on how a high school phenom became a test subject for USA Wrestling. If you love the show, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. We're available on every major listening platform. If you want to help support the podcast, 
Check out our merch at store.wrestlingchangemylife.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and an exclusive poster from the Henry Cejudo Experiment. For more content, check out our YouTube page, Wrestling Changed My Life. The Henry Cejudo Experiment was written, edited, and directed by me, Ryan Warner. Writing and editing by Raleigh Peterkin. Production assistant, Dusty Cress. Business manager, Tanner Warner. Original score by Gary Lanelli. A special thank you to Chael Sonnen, Henry, and Angel Cejudo. We'll see you in our sixth and final episode of the Henry Cejudo Experiment.